your, your playing days in New York. Yeah. Can you tell us who got you started with basketball and you know, your experience on the streets of New York playing in the uh, playgrounds? Well, my mentor, Vincent Smith, really taught me the game. I was blessed. I was always talented to play basketball, but I didn't understand it. So um, I worked extremely hard uh, with Vincent. We worked out at Lost Battalion Hall in Queen, on Queens Boulevard, mm-hmm. down a block from Left Rack City. So I lived in there. They had a little office in the gym. So I used to do my homework at 3, when I get out, 3.30, then about about 4.35, picked up. We started doing drills, playing against competition in the Lost Battalion Hall. And then, you know, I would stay. After that, playing against guys, my mentor used to critique me, say, yo, you should have did this, you could have did this. And then we do drills. So by the time everything was over, it was like 11 o'clock, it closed, they kept it open for me. So I might have got out of there 11, 30, 12, midnight. So it, this is what I did on a regular basis. So, you know, that's that's what it was about. And we'll have to go doing that, knowing that you set a precedent in New York for the way it's, it's played out there. How does it feel knowing that, you know, you sort of change way where now it has almost like a public following where you know people come down there and consider that some of the best basketball. Yeah, New York. Yeah, New York is the mecca of basketball. Period. You know, if it wasn't, I, I don't even know. You know, thank God. You know, uh, God blessed me to play in the NBA because of the money issue, for the, you know the finances. But if I didn't make the NBA, my my name still would have probably been a household name because the media and everything followed Kenny Anderson so much. So by the time I got to uh, the NBA, I guess some people was tired of hearing my name. You know what I mean? Was I, was, I, was, I was on back page of Daily News, New York Newsday, Post. I got all these articles saved my whole... I, I was 14, the Bill Mazur show. I was, I was on... Uh, oh, Kathy and Regis. My, I went on there when I was 14. And I, and I, you know, these shows are all that. I'm looking like I was on there when I was... You know, 14, 15 years old, my whole team went on there because my high school coach wouldn't let me go on by myself. They wanted me, they wanted me, but my coach said, no, they're going to have to do this a group. And they, they, you know, so, you know, what I mean, what my point was, New York basketball is it. They, they, they took it serious. A lot of cities don't. You know, you might find a little back page, sports page, in the little end of the sports about, Basketball, baseball, bob, you know, volleyball, all the sports. Basketball was like center. It was like, I, you know, and that's one thing I, I, take, I take credit for. I, it ain't blowing my own horn, but I, I kind of changed the, the Catholic High School Association, the CHSAA, how much tension we got. I got, a, I got the sport a lot of attention in New York. Well, at that point, after high school, you decided to go to Georgia Tech. You turned yeah. down Duke and you turned down North Carolina and Syracuse. What, what drew you to Georgia Tech instead of going to North Carolina and Duke? Those big names. My, my mother, my mother, my mother, you know, uh, uh, liked Bobby Crimmins. You know, she told me he was he, he was so genuine, and I think that was because my mother was from New York and he was from the Bronx. So she was all, you know, and then also Atlanta. I fell in love with the city. Fell in love with the school. And then I was like, "Hey, North Carolina, sir, they're big programs. I'm going. I'm Kenny Anderson. That's my that my ego and my 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 ego. My a little bit of arrogance coming the way I was playing New York. I said, I'm going to Georgia Tech. I'm gonna make them a winner. I'm gonna make them a winner. You know what I mean? It's gonna be me. And I don't even know. Like the first practice, 
you know, first month of practice, I started practicing. I was like, man, you know, what did I get myself into? Because I didn't think my tea, I didn't think my tea was that good. I, this is what I saw. But, you know, we started 10-0. You know, me, Dennis Scott, and Brian Oliver clicked. And then Malcolm Mackey was the rebounder, the defender inside, and then um, Johnny McNair. We had a very close knit, but we had t- three perimeter plays that was just awesome. That's what we won. So the first one, I was like, oh, man, what did I do? But we start, we clicked, and I loved it. It was the best two, two years of my life, playing basketball, relationships, everything. What made you uh, want to declare early to come to the NBA? I, I, my coach made me do it. I did. You know, it's funny. You know, I wanted, I, I was, my main thing, man, bottom line, coming out of New York, I wasn't really, in high school, I didn't pay attention to pro basketball. My main thing was, my mission in life was to get me a scholarship, get free money. I, I needed free money because I was in the inner city. My mother couldn't afford it. So I worked extremely hard in basketball. So when I went to Georgia Tech, that was like, whew, I did it. You know what I mean? And then everything else was a bonus. I happened to you know, have a great freshman year. And I was just loving Atlanta. I was loving the relationships. I was loving the school. I worked, I, I you know, two years, my transcript was pretty well. I had to go to school. It, it was it was tough. But um, I wanted to leave my junior year. I didn't, I, was, I wasn't, I didn't care. I was like, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm content. I love my life, like, right now. But coach was like, you got to go. You top three in the draft. You know, next year you might fall to 10, 8 because of the big men. Shaq and Alonzo was coming out. And it was a big man draft. So they would pick big. So he said, you got to go, my man. So that's why I had, if you go back, I had a very emotional press conference. You know what I mean? Because I, I was, uh, I went and did something that I didn't, wasn't sure I could do. You know, like far as lead that team to the Final Four and bring some recognition to the school. What were your first impressions when you came into the pro game? I know you you, you sat under a year under with under Bill Fitch. Yeah, yeah, I, Mookie. Yeah, I, it was great. I was home. I loved it. I sat back. I was. I'm very humble, man. I I, I come from humble beginnings, but I have a little arrogant and a little competitive edge in me because I came from New York and I accomplished so much. But I'm very humble, so I just sat back, man. I didn't I didn't know Bill Fitch that much. I was in a mix though. I was in a uh, politics mix. You know, he wanted somebody, and Willis Reed wanted me in the draft. So when I got there, you know, he wanted Billy Owens and uh, Will- Willis Reed, and everybody wanted me. So the coach w- wanted to take it out on me. On me for no, I didn't even. I was just in the middle. So he <laughs> did that, and I didn't play. But it was a blessing in disguise. You know what I mean? I sat there. You know, under Mookie Blaylock was a solid pro. He got injured, and what probably saved it a lot more, he got injured, and I played, I stuck me in for like 15 games, and I averaged like killing 17 and something, and he came back, and he sat me again. I said, I I know why this is. I just, you know, wait my turn. You know, I got a five-year deal. I'm back home. I can visit my mother, my family, papers behind me because I handled myself pretty well. I knew I've gotten from my, and that's all, my life has been um, on-job training, you know, coming from a lawyer and getting so much press as a high schooler. I knew how to handle the media. So it was like, I'm just going to wait my turn. And then everything turned on the coach because I didn't say much. And they was pissing. I said, hey, I got X amount of money, five-year deal. I'm young. I don't know what's going on. I'll just sit and wait my turn. And they was like, we got to play this guy. We got to play this guy. This guy making this X amount of money. This guy. 
So, you know, it happened, and Chuck Daly came in, and he said, you know, and then, so I remember this, Chuck said, it's yours now, buddy. You got to show and prove. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's, uh, that's what I wanted, and then I went from there. What was the major coaching differences between Fitch and Daly? Uh, uh, Daly didn't hold no grudge and no personal, you know. And he, he was probably Jack Curran, my high school coach, Bobby Crimmins and Chuck Daly. Those are three for me. That's it. My life. And I played with a lot of coaches. Those three coaches my favorite because I had personal relationships with them. I could talk to them. They gave me confidence. When you are a player is when a player is given confidence from his coach, he'll go he'll run through a wall for him. They trusted me. You know what I mean? They trusted me. And I can talk to them and say, oh, this is going on. This, and they dealt with me like that. Most coaches just in it in the business. I got to win ball games. I'm not, you know, it's no it's no personal relationship. Those, them three guys was my, like, talk to them. I can do anything. You know, I can say they can say anything. I can talk to them. They was real, you know, coach, uh, personal with me. On that team, you had Derek Coleman, Chris Morris, Drazen Petrovic. Yeah, we had, that, that, uh, Sam, no, Sam we had a lot of we had a lot of big men. Chris yeah. Morris, oh, he was talented. But we, we was talented, but we was also in the era of Jordan in, the, in <laughs> Cleveland, in the Knicks, and we was like the fourth, fifth best team in there. But we was pretty good. What was it like playing with? Uh, guy like Derek Holman and uh, Andrazen. Yeah, he took they took the weight off me a lot of times. I I could run and lead a team. I didn't have to score big, but you know, these guys was really great playing. I had some exciting times with them. Talk about Drazen Petrovic. Um, you know, they, they they said he was like the unsung yeah. leader he, of that team. Yeah, he wasn't quiet, you know, from another country, but he worked extremely hard. His work ethic was amazing. Two hours before, two hours after, working on his game. He, he's a worker. He's a worker. And he loves bat. He loved basketball. It's too bad he had to die early. Um, talk about talk about your injury that season. Yeah, it slowed me down. But no, it slowed me down. But nothing ain't stopped my career. Everybody said, you, you know, oh man, if you wasn't if you wouldn't got injured, you would have been this guy, this guy. You know, I, I had set the table for, you know, my, my high expectations. Kenny Anderson had high expectations, man. It was huge. And for the pros, I might didn't reach them because it was, they were so high to make under the political BS you got to deal with in the pros. So you, 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 if you look at the teams and where I got, I got traded every time I had a good year, I got traded that summer every time I played well. Look at it, and you will understand what I'm talking about. I, I, I have it. In you have it. Every time my numbers, every time my numbers was good and all that, I got traded. I was like, "That's a business." Yeah, exactly. And that's what I tell people. It's not because I couldn't play. Still, it's nothing. I don't know, but what I said about the injury, it's nothing. He pushed me. I fell, broke my wrist. It happens. I don't know if he did it dirty. I think that's what the mindset of the Knicks at that in them years. They was aggressive. They did. I don't hold no grudge with him. I, shit, I, I, my, it, it ain't like it wasn't like he cut my hand off. You know, I, you know what I mean? My hand got better, but he did hurt that season because I was I was killing. I was killing the lead that, you know, I was like, I think I averaged 16 and something before that. Ain't, like, it was still games to play. And, uh, you know, um, it just seemed like it was one of those things that after you went down, then yeah, Petra went down for a yeah, couple weeks, Sam went down. Yeah, it was, a, it, it was a, like, domino effect. Yeah. But it's the lead. It happens. Well, because it's 82 games. 82 games. You don't know who's going to be injured. 
So, you know, I don't, you know, it's a business. I don't really remember. I remember the injury because I got a pen and it's still Dr. Malone, New York, surgeon, took my surgery. It's right there. I don't know. It is what it is. But it didn't stop my career. You know, other things, you know, might have, but that, that did. That you know, slowed me down. But back at it. You're lucky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. After first two seasons, what was like, what life like off the court? Oh, I, Oh, it was um, for a winded. Like I told you, man, I, 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 I was Kenny Anderson way before NBA. So it was like another level of now he in the NBA. So you know, the, <laughs> the name, the you know, the fame, the. Um, and I always tell my sons and my daughters and young kids that I teach. Sometimes you can't let the lifestyle take you over. You know, it, it's easy. It can happen. It, it, it happened to me a little bit, but not much. But it happened. You know, I just lived it. I lived the life. It was cool. I didn't do no harm to nobody. I didn't do drugs. You know, I drunk some beer, some champagne. Uh, I partied in New York, from New York. Kenny Anderson was, you know, VIP everywhere. He, You know, I got that love. So if I'm wrong for doing those things, then... I don't know what to tell you. That's what I'm saying. 500 people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's what I did, and you can look back on it, and you, you can't. You know, I didn't do anything. I, my image is pretty decent. I didn't. You know, you got some of these guys smoking weed every day, doing drugs, going crazy. You know, and, and don't get half of the, the scrutiny that I got received. But you know, my life was. I loved it. I, I wouldn't trade him for the world. And and the funny thing about it is, I probably. If I if I had if I was gonna do it, I probably would do it again, the same way. Like people, I'm not because I had a great time doing it. And, you know, I'm not negative. So my point is to that is, I partied and had a great time and worked out and stayed in shape. I didn't it didn't affect my game. It didn't affect my play. That didn't. Don't don't you know don't don't say that. You know what I mean? Um, at that point. Chuck Daly left. Yeah, yeah. but he left. It kind of. More water? Yes, please. Uh, what, what effect did that have on you? Because you were saying earlier on how much he. Uh, yeah. he um, you, know, you had he had a profound effect on your yeah. career. What? How did that affect you when he left? Just like, you know, you know, my God left. I didn't want him to leave either. I was hoping he stayed for one more year, but just had a, you know, I had a comfort zone with him. You know what I mean? And they brought him Butch Beard. And I don't think the other guys respected him like they respected Coach uh, Daly. And um, I tried as much as possible. You know, like I got injured. The team was different. You know, I didn't know if Butch Beard was behind me 100%. They go that confident thing again. Yeah. You know what I mean? They go that coach that I couldn't do no wrong in Chuck Daly's eye. You know what I mean? It was like, yo, man, just do this, do that. You good. You know, so it just was a different look. And with with Butch coming in, uh, the change was uh, eminent. But before we go on forward, what was the experience like for All Star Weekend? You know, making your first All Star team, playing with Derek. Yeah, it was great. And you know, and having that experience of like not going through it alone, like Derek was with you. It was yeah. like almost like you guys are growing up together. In yeah. That situation. Yeah, it was fun. It was a great experience. Um, it was a blur, but I was just happy. One thing I was so glad about, and I always, I'll treasure it, I got voted. I would have made it anyway that year. But I got I got voted to start through, through people. 
popularity again. You see what I'm saying? It's always been popularity with me. And that's the main thing with me because that means I'm touching people, man. You know what I mean? I would have made it through the coaches, but touching people again. I'm like, wow, my name. That go to name again. They go to just all popularity. So that's one of the reasons I, I will remember it. Now, after Beard was you know, let go from New Jersey, the, the organization traded Derek for Sean Bradley, and they then you moved on. Um, and you, you ended up with Charlotte, who ended up coming into New Orleans. Um, what was your reaction when you when the trade went down? You know, was it something that you wanted? Did you feel at that point the marriage was over between you and the Nets? Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, it was over. Okay. Yeah, it was time to rebuild. That's all. Yeah. It was great. I did, it was time to rebuild. Derek Long, Drazen. I was on an island by myself. It was just time to move on. You know? And then you went to Portland? Yeah, I signed my big deal with Portland, and this guy... Like and I don't different. know if I'll say it, but I don't feel you put it in. I thought I was... And I did... I had an awesome year. I was with... Let the team in scoring. Yeah, like 18-8, 18-9. I was killing the West. I was killing then PJ, my guy, East Coast, he was another good coach for me. We knew some of the same people. PJ Colissimo. Yeah, Jersey, Seton up East Hall. Coast, Seton Hall. He yeah. knew Kenny Anson. See, I, that's another. Every time I had people that believed in me and it was cool with me, that's when I played well. They fired him. For then Dunnelevy, it's another story. I ain't going to talk about him. You know, I'm just not going to deal with him. I'm not going to want to criticize him. That's another story. But we didn't see eye to eye. Put it that way. So I'm killing. I'm killing for a year and a half in Portland. The year I finished 18, then I started. Then I played the, the whole half. And then they, got, they traded me because of him. Like, me and him just didn't see eye to eye. And then they traded me for Damon Stoudemire. And you, and you just didn't want to play in Toronto? Nah, for the tax purposes. The money at the time. Yeah. People thought I wasn't just in one. It wasn't that. Back then, like double taxes. Yeah. I could have half, half your money. Well, BJ, BJ Armstrong said the same thing. BJ said... Nobody yeah. knew that. Yeah. See, then now they set it up where they can give you, if you wanted their players, more money and bonuses and all that. Back it up. But back then, I was like, nah, I can't do that. And I had money saved and all that. So I was willing to give them a million dollars and don't play because I had money at the time to do with that. So now nah, I ain't going there. So at that point, they just released you and... and yeah, and then another good coach. A great situation for me. Rick Matino. Mm -hmm. Me and him was good. Got me the boss there. I loved it. Well, let me ask you a question about being in Boston. Did you had you had Walker. Yeah. You had Pierce. Yeah. And then you just said, like you just said, Rick Pitino. Pitino came in from from yeah, Kentucky. Yeah. Was it is it difficult for if for someone like him to leave the kids in college and come into the pros and have to but manage? You got, yeah, you got to remember he was with the Knicks. He did a great job there. Yeah, strict. I did forget about that part. But well, who know? But what? We lost under him, and he got tired of it. He left, and Jim O'Brien took over. And we won. We went to the Eastern Conference Final, but Boston was dear to me. That's the one thing that hurt me. That's when it was over for me. 
I was over. Like, I just wanted to stop playing, like, Pro Bowl. I was just over. That trade right there killed me. Oh, to Seattle. Mentally. When yeah, mentally. That's when I hung on. I just wanted to get out. I said, man, this is crazy. Because I had led the team to the Eastern Conference Final. And I did what they asked me to do. Jim O'Brien, defense, everything. I was like a perfect leader. I averaged like 12 and like 7. I shot my high shot like 40, 46%. I made the right play. It was like I was like, I was just really, I was just really into the zone of leading. I was just doing everything correct. I come up with the right steal part of the game. I come up with the right shot. I make the right pass. We won 50 games. We was, we was third in the East. And you went head-to-head. You, head to head. you were, you were right back. there at the end. You were right there at the end. And, and right. Yeah. You know the deal. Trade me for Ben Baker. <laughs> uh, I, 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 you know, you know, it's life, man. But I, I, I can't even say that. I just didn't know what the hell was going on. It's, it's a tough business, man. Well, did you, find, did you find it ironic that you were actually playing New Jersey in the conference final? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> we took them for granted because we had wore them out in the regular season. Every time we was like, oh, we're going to the finals before we even started. And Jason Kidd was a great player. And, uh, Vin, uh, no, Vince, uh, Jeff, Jeffries and Kittles, they, they were having great years. And we just took them for granted and they beat us. But that summer, the guys traded me. I was like, man, I couldn't believe it. Nobody could. I just I didn't understand it. What were your impressions of um, Walker and Pierce when they, because you saw them grow up? Yeah, we they was great. They was great. So you were obviously very happy for Paul when he won. His, I was. Yeah. That's it, I was. That's the only, him and Ed LeCert, Ed LeCert, uh Jeff Twist, PR guys, mm-hmm. the trainer, Ed Cert. The, the PR guy is Jeff Twist. He's still there. Ed Lizert and Paul. Them the three guys that's the only people that's there when I was there. When we stay in touch, I stay with touch with all of them. I saw Jeff a couple weeks ago when we were. When yeah, he took care of me. He keeps me with all Boston. So if I come, he said, you got tickets, don't worry about it. <laughs> but I don't have the time to schedule but yeah, he's cool. And then when you went over to Seattle, you know, you made you made Look, stop. I actually actually I went over there, I was mad for the first couple of uh, month and a half. And you know, that was Gary's team, understandable. He'd been there his whole career. But I was in there for my, my free agent year, just to be behind a guy that, that's his team. I was pissed off. But I started liking my role and then I uh, midway or whatever, I started playing well out there. <laughs> I started playing well, right? But I had already had a good relationship with Rick's son. I never go to the paper, I never go nowhere. He was just like, don't worry about it. Time come, I'm gonna get you closer to home. I'm gonna, you know, that was our, me and our, had been our conversation. Cause I, I just kept my mouth shut. And I but wish the, I wouldn't. He saw it though. He was always like, he's like, well, like when you first got there, he's like, well, I can tell Kenny's not really thrilled yeah, about being here. Yeah. And I didn't, cause I'm here, I am, you know, that was first year, actually. Yeah. Should I average 35 plus minutes? That was my first year not playing no minutes. Like, man, I'm like seven, eight minutes. I'm like, I can't do nothing in that. So, but I started playing well. And I wish, not wish, but 
system. I wouldn't have had a good relationship with Rick Sun and GM. Cause they they traded Gary halfway through. I could have shut up and stayed, but they traded both of us that week. I remember and, that. You know, and I would have been, you know, the starting point guard and and you and you would have had Ray Allen. Exactly. That's that's how it worked. That's how I, you know what I'm saying. So I was like, man, I opened up, you know, to myself. But yeah. I was like, man, maybe if I didn't have a relationship with uh, a, a good one-on-one relationship with him, because I used to go up in the office all the time and be like, yo, man, if you could do anything, just get me back home. Like, you know, I lived in Atlanta at the time. I was like, get me near on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's how I got to New Orleans, because they needed a backup for Barron. Because Barron was was in and out of lineup. Yeah. For the whole, for the whole, was that under Silas? Yeah, okay. I started when I went, got there. We went, we lost to Philly in the playoff. Yeah. It worked out true. Because I had some good moments there. But everybody's thinking like, oh, he's going to be Kenny Anderson and Newt. Um, oh, I can't be if I'm averaging... Nine minutes a game. 15, yeah, 9, 15 20. I can't. I just can't do it. Because your father got is the best. It's just a business. It's a business. It's not even about... What you can do on or off the court anymore? It's no. about <laughs> You can't take all this shit personally. As and I haven't. But now I'm older. Yeah. You could not do it. Kenny, Kenny Martin said the same thing to me about two weeks ago. He says, he says I wanted to stay in New Jersey, but they didn't want to, you know, well, you know just pick up and move on. He's like, I still have a house in Jersey. I still go back. But for those seven months of the season, yeah. Denver. Yeah. No. Now, from, from that point, you know, you played with the Clippers, you played with the Yeah, that Hawks. was it. That was over, though. I was just three years, three years. I, I, like I always tell people, I had 11 strong years in the NBA, and I, I played 14, but the last three years, I was just hanging on. Just I had already lost the passion. I'll be honest. I was like, man, I'm just getting a check. I ain't want to go to practice, really. I ain't want to. I just was hanging around like, man, this is for the birds. Well, at that point in time, you know, you did you just did you just want to be done with basketball? Yeah, in, my mother my mother died. That's what happened. That was it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a straw there. Right. What's what was the toughest part about being done in the NBA? Was it was it more the um, game the game itself dreaming um, it or the team um team uh let me get the uh, uh Coke. Pepsi, you got Pepsi? Um Commodity team Team, team, come on! I miss it. Part of it. I miss it. I miss it. I miss the bus rides. I miss the locker room. I miss it. I miss that. And then uh, that's basically. I miss the the games, the preparation that I got ready for the game, and um, I missed it for two years. I missed it. I was going a little out my mind, just restless. Came. That's I moved here with my wife, and, and I was, I've been taking. I've been. I've been a manny. I've been taking care of my kids, and then I've been going to school for the last. You two live years. in this town here? Yeah, I live here. What What has changed in the game in your mind between from when you played to now? What, what How's the NBA? Changed? It's just uh, athletic. A lot of these guys are young athletics, man. Excited, you know what I mean? I can't not. Uh, I think a lot of us was more skill. We was like a lot of more, a lot of skill, a lot older, understood the game. A lot of kids nowadays just athletic and run up and down. They don't have a clue. If, if you were to go back into coaching, 
if you see any point guards in the league right now that remind you of yourself, you can give any advice to who, who that point guard be and what organization you think you'd want to... I, I love, you know, I have a relationship, somewhat, relationship with uh, Brandon Jennings. We've been talking. So he reminds me of myself. But, I, you know, I, I have, I still, I still would like to go back. I have still love with New Jersey. New Jersey, that's uh, metropolitan area. That's where it all started for me. I would love to go back and be a part of that new old ownership, definitely, right now. But um, really any organization, you know what I mean? It's the NBA. You know, I feel I got a lot to give, to offer, to for my knowledge of the game. And I think I, I, I can be, and that's what I've been working on, just coach, you know, coaching about, you know, even training with the youth. It gives you, you know, it gives you aware of uh, patience and uh, able to uh, trans teach them what you learn. It's not easy thing to do. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Help them try to learn from your mistakes. And <clears throat> no, I'm just talking about on court stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 on court, yeah, on the court, seeing the game a certain way, like I saw it, or just. You know, life mentorship. That's if you're a coach, you're gonna be around that, and I think that's the type of coach I'm gonna be. Like just like like you know, like, my one of my players. I, you got to coach a player in life too. If my player coming to the office and want to talk and say, "Hey, I, I'm a, I, that's what get me off, excite me." Like yo, this guy's opening up to me. He wants to talk. I'm gonna try to help him. It's just not about coaching the game on the court. Were you ready for that experience in the CBA as a coach? Yeah, I, I embraced it. Them guys respond well to me. I had a great time. I had a great experience, but the lead ain't had no money. <laughs> CBA didn't CBA uh, collapse? Yeah, no. If they brought it back up, it collapsed again. If you had to say top five moments of your career in the NBA, what would they be? Want to be um, getting um, getting drafted on draft night, getting drafted to New Jersey. One. You know, and I, I appreciate Paul Allen. You know, the Portland Trailblazers giving me my big contract. And I'll, I'll always appreciate Rick Pitino bringing me to the Celtic because it's rich tradition. I'm always be a Celtic. Uh, I appreciate that. Knowing that I played for that organization is a great feeling. <coughs> and then my last, I, I just, uh, going to the finals, Eastern Conference finals. That was one of them. I got close, not close enough. National stage. Yeah. That was pretty good, huh? <laughs> Very good. I see. He can I'm throw it out when he's eating. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to take it easy later. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about what about the uh, relationship now that you do you still communicate with uh, a lot of the former players? That you, uh, Not play many. With? Not many. Everybody got different life. You know what I mean? I, I got a different life. I don't. I'll see him. I'll talk to him. But everybody. You know, just different lives, different, different things, going different, different directions. You know, you talk about your former, some of your former teammates. Um, 
Antoine Walker. Yeah. You know, the, the feature they just did on Yeah, ESPN. yeah, I said some things. Too, you know, too bad. You know, um, then you have other players. You play with guys like Jason Williams. Jason, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, that's tragic. That's that's a whole, you know, what could you say? You know, just life, life is about choices. And, you know, some, and people, those two guys have made some bad choices. Now they, they have to deal with like my mother always said. I deal with the cons- with consequences, buddy. Don't cry now. You play, you pay. <laughs> that's what my mother, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't, hey, that's what she, deal with the consequences. Deal with it. Man up. Yeah. Ain't, that, ain't that, you was having fun when you was doing all that crazy stuff, right? I used to be like, yeah, to deal with it. But, no, that's the point, man. It's about choices. Well, is, is that also a, like, they always say when any in any situation there's a positive negative. You know, there's a lot of guys who are in the league who make that type of money, money yeah. who make a lot of positive choices. And then there's people who just who sort of take it for granted. Yeah, yeah. Do you think with, with Antoine and Jason and some of these other situations that have gone on, do you think it's, it's you know, like, the, the, sort of the abuse of the lifestyle a little bit? I don't know. I, I just... You can make all type of excuses for it. It's the inner person, man. It's just the inner person. Those are those guys' personalities. And I don't, money, no money. They probably would do the same thing. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it ain't about NBA. It's the inner person. These are the people that God has created us a certain way. Our mind go, everybody's mind different. Everybody's personality is different. These guys would have probably reacted the same way, with, with you know, with no money, with no NBA experience. This is this is what this is how I created. This is why, and, and it's nothing. And I'm, I don't mean to, I'm not sounding blunt and getting mad at them. They right where they should be in life. This is what God. This is what He has ways to to figure us out. You know, I'm not religious like that. I'm real spiritual. Like, <clears throat> it, 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 this is where they had to be at. So then now they get, clean themselves you know, fully and say, oh man, I made yes. Now you got to live, you got to deal with this. But when you finish dealing with this, now you'll learn. You know what I'm saying? So even me, where I'm at in my life, this is where I'm supposed to be at. There's no other way. You know, it was, my mother probably passed. Was a, you know was an eye opener, all that. But yeah. me and my mother was close. It was, it was it's always it's a it's a reason for everything. How old are you now? Thirty nine, forty. I'm 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 here. I'm healthy. He taught somebody. Some something went off in my head to, to to reinvent myself a different way, and I was able to do that a little bit. And I'm still doing it, and it's kind of working. You know what I mean? I, what I chose to do, I said, I'm gonna go back to school. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna challenge my brain. Something I didn't do. The only challenge I was getting was basketball since I retired. This challenged me. You know what I mean? And it, it don't just challenge me. People see it, Kenny Anson, as just being different now. The perception. I didn't do nothing different. I just went back to school. You know what I'm saying? So you, you, you got things in your life that you, I've been, what? Stay home, take care of my son. Got custody of him from my second wife. I would have never did that. I was too selfish. I was no, you keep him. I took care of him. See, the, and my and my oldest. By yourself, see. No, no, not by myself. Oh, I, mean, so I was, I was. Yeah, I'll, yeah. See, I, I could have said no. You, you keep him. I'll okay. send you the money. I'll just send you money. I, I, I was selfish. I would have been selfish. That's what I used to be selfish. Yeah. I'm no longer selfish. I'm no longer selfish. I'm selfless. 
I care about others more than me. That's my problem. That's been my problem. You know, you say you're going back to school. Yeah. Um, I'm finished. When you start writing this, I'm gone. What, Saturday? I graduate, 2 o'clock. <laughs> what's your uh, organizational, what's your major? Or, or, organizational leadership skills? Basically coaching. Like, it's a sign of coach Business, like how to run businesses. I had business law class. Business ethics. Uh, stats. Uh, uh, English, you know, and they took 40 of my credits from Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. So I had it. So you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be finished with that. It was just something. You know, my mother would have loved it, but it's just something that I wanted to do. And I'm a normal dude, man. I, I don't need all. I don't, like I tell people, I don't need no more cheers, man. I got cheers a lifetime. <laughs> Believe that. Don't, I don't need them. Don't. It, it's not that serious to me. I don't need them. I got, I have, I got tapes and DVDs. I can show you all the cheers. I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I just, I wonder if, if anyone actually just has an actual DVD or just people cheering. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's yeah. a real confidence booster. Yeah. I don't yeah. feel too hot today. Boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's, yeah. So, you know, it, it's true though. What's, what's been, what's been the. Um, what was the, some of the most enjoyable, not most successful times? You're not, you're not going to drop the ball on this, right? You carry all of these. No, because you said that I'm going to drop it. <laughs> you know? No, mess with it. no, but I don't know. Uh, and then there's a waitress got fired today from the house for dropping yeah. three plates. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, what was some of the more enjoyable, not the most successful, yeah, but some of yeah, the most enjoyable most, times yeah. you had in the league? I, I, I don't know. I, I just used to... Uh, I love coming back to the garden. My first game in the garden, it was just a true story. You can look it up also. I um, I was killing the Knicks. I had seven, I think I finished with 18 points. And I missed the two free throws. We lost the game. We lost by one. Shit happens. Yeah, so I remember that. I had a good game. I went back to the garden. I played well. My first game back, I was playing well, man. I missed two important free throws. That was it. That one of... That the joy because I went to the I went yeah, back home. Yeah. That was my first time, and I and you know what? I wasn't really hurt, you know, about it. I, I should have, you know, I was like, damn, we lost, but hey, I got the pressure off me going back, and I played pretty well, you know. But um, I, I NBA, I hate to tell you know, I I'm just like NBA was it's good, but it's, it's it was way to it's a way no no not for me. It was yeah. I played great. I got big. I got some great numbers. But it, it was it was a way for me and my mother to live comfortably. But I know I had to compete and take care of my body so that I can stay taking care of my mother like I want to. But that was my mission. You know, my college. You know, my college career is the best. You know, not even that. My high school career was crazy. Yeah, I used to you know die on you know for Friday games, 7:30 at night, high school. Cause I, we packed it. They packed the gym. And, Everybody came to see Kenny Anderson. What is he gonna do tonight? You know that. You know they came to NBA, but it was this different, man. It's just different. Like you know, you know, and um, you know, passing the SAT. You know, that's memory. That's great for me. You know, them were times where I just was like, you know, going home, kiss my mother, told her I did it. Graduating Malloy. You know, it was very difficult. They gave me nothing. It was hard in there. You know, I, I had to go to summer school every year. Graduation, I cried. They did a whole half hour on me in my graduation. Do all my features and all that. And they, yeah, I cried. 
a little baby. They did the whole thing because they wouldn't. The, the, the Maris brothers are so, so like, you know, they pay. They like we know we have Kenny Edison at our school, but we don't care. But then they showed a different side on graduation, so I was shocked. But you know, that's just certain things that might be excited to other people. It's not. It hasn't been for me. You know, certain other things have been. You know, you know. I, I said I have 45 points in the NBA. I scored 45 points. It was good. That was my career high. 20. I remember stuff. I, I went crazy in Utah. I had 23 in one quarter on Stockton and them. I care. You can go back on that. I had 23 in one quarter. Um, triple doubles. I don't got that many. Got a few. That stuff is is cool, but it ain't something I, you know. I, I was I just thank God that I, you know, was able to play in the NBA. They gave me the opportunity. What about what about the uh, Joe's versus Pro's experience? That was cool. I just did some of my things just to be to get exposure. You know, stay relevant. So you know, that's what I was doing. Certain time, you know, certain stuff. So it was cool experience. You know that. The biggest thing I do now, man, I, I don't know if no one knows. I got a link to it and I'll show you. I speak every year in Iowa, Corinda Academy, a, a jail, a youth jail, juvenile detention jail. It's like 300 kids. I did it twice. I did it twice. I, every year they want me back because I do a great job. Um, that's the biggest thing I, um, I spoke in my life because this is a life lesson. These kids, they do a weekend. Fantastic thing for the for the sports fans. Yeah, they do a they, they do a week in Kenny Anderson. I go every June. I'm going. They don't they they go on, they they ink me in. This is like he's there, and all the kids respond to me. They know me. these kids are in jail. Some of these kids could get you know 20, 30 life life sentence, murder, robbery, right. stupid stuff though. Like one of the kids, you know, hungry, don't have no money, snatch an old elderly's purse, she fall, hits her head. It's murder. Yeah, yeah. So he instead of giving that, they put him into Clorinda Academy. They, you know, he's on. It's a campus. They can't leave it. And they, I do a basketball clinic, and then I speak in the auditorium. Um, that's the biggest touching thing that I do, and they respond so well. They, they, it's crazy. The first day I went, I didn't even know they, they knew me. But they all knew me. So and you're there when every uh, uh, June. I every June twenty June. I want to eighteen. I go. I go June eight. 18, 20, one of them, I'm, I'm going there. I'm going to speak there. And uh, that's a big thing. That's a spot. It's a, because what it's dealing with. Do they do they get it on tape? On yeah, they got everything. I'll get it for you. What other some other speaking engagements do you do? I do when I get them. You know, they call me. I, I, certain things I like to give, you know, clinics and camps. But those, that's the most important thing. I did, uh, you know, I do camps. As a basketball player, you know, they want camps, you know. Idea stuff, but oh look, I didn't do that many. But uh, when I do them, I do a pretty decent job. Why, can you explain why you were in New York? You know, you do you're doing. Oh, I did that. I spoke. Uh, yeah, I spoke at the Daily News All City Banquet, and then I, that was big, and that was big for them, man, because me and Kareem was like the only four-time All City players. You know, that's it was really hard to accomplish. As a freshman, I, I got an All-City. So I, I spoke there. It was pretty interesting. Kids <laughs> listen. Um, then I did the Boomer Sizes show. Just, I just, just let them know what I'm doing. I just signed a deal with 24-Hour Fitness. I'm going to have like two or three of their, faci their facilities in Florida. 
doing my basketball academy, Kenny Anderson Basketball Academy, training youth. So that'll get going at the end of the month. I don't do that all year round. So, I, 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 you know, and I'm, I'm with this in, in Play Foundation, you know, with, with uh, In Play Foundation, uh, child obesity, you know, trying to control that, just trying to, you know, I got kids of my own, you know, just watch their diet, number one, the nutrition is very important. Number two, get out, get in the game, get in, get in, be active. Don't be in the video, in the room all day, going to the kitchen, eating, going back, sitting down. You know, cardio, get your up, your heart rate going. I've been doing stuff like that. Just giving back. And and as far as, you know, coaching, coaching, that's my dream. But when it's my time, somebody will call on me and I'll be ready. I, I don't know when. I'm out here. I'm, I'm doing all the necessary things to do it. But, you know, whatever reason, it, it's all about, you know, uh, timing, I guess. Do you uh, ever reach out down to Miami? Yeah, all the schools know I'm down here. You know, FAU, you know, I talked to Mike Jarvis, talked to Isaiah. But, you know, everybody, you know, they got everybody on their staff, you know, comfortable, you know. So, we just got to wait and see, man. Like, you know, it's just, it's just a process. Uh, final question for this feature. Five years, six years down the line, where do you want to see Kenny Anderson? Yeah, I'll be coaching at a university somewhere. I'll be coaching it. Maybe a university, maybe the lead. I'll never shut the door on the lead. And I, I love the lead. It, it, what it did for me, you know. It, it, what I, bottom line is, I was very talented. I was going to make the lead. But David Stern, all the commissioners, and all of these, they did a great job of selling the product. So it makes billions of dollars. So it made me have a lot of money. And I was able to take care of my family. It's a business. So. Lee was great. I would love to be there. I'm the be a coach. I can't. I can't just say coach. I want to become a coach. I just can't say college, pro, whatever. I just want to become a coach. You know what I mean? At, when it's my time, hopefully, in the lead or college.